0: To really be an alchemist of your life is to listen to your heart so deeply and truly and authentically that it guides you through every chapter.
1: Welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and guys, I am just over the moon, over the stars excited to introduce you to this week's guest, to share this conversation with you. On the podcast this week is Nicola Berman, energy alchemist, spiritual sage, and someone that I really hold near and dear to my heart, who has been instrumental in my healing and spiritual journey, who has honestly helped to give me the tools to step forward in my Oh, I'm like about to cry. Like authentic truth and authentic voice, and I am so grateful for the work that we've done together and for the opportunity to share this conversation with you, Nicola. And I first met in December 2017. I went up to Ojai with my mom, and uh, I went for a session. And I'll never forget checking in at the spa. And then after you check in, a golf cart takes you up to her office. And her office is or was, um, by the pixie pool. And I remember seeing her kind of setting up in the window and thinking to myself, Oh, that's Nicola. And they dropped me off at the pixie pool and I, I can't get in like literally cannot get in because I'm not staying at the inn. I don't have a key card. And I'm thinking to myself, and if you know me, you know, I panic easily. Like I get nervous if I feel like I am not equipped to figure a situation out in the moment. And I'm like, okay, you got to figure this out. So I go back down to where I had seen her and she goes, is that you? And I said, it's me. And she goes, oh, and I go, "I, I can't get in. And she goes, oh, I'll come down and meet you. And at the time I felt like so funny saying like, oh, it's me because she didn't know me. I didn't know her. This was our first time meeting, but it was very telling of the conversation we were going to have, of the experience I was going to have, the relationship that we were going to start building and our work together. And so that session, oh, it just... It helped to open me up in ways I never thought possible. And as I thought that session was powerful, the celestial journey that I embarked with Nicola last summer truly, truly, truly opened me up in ways I never thought possible has helped me move forward in my truth and in my knowing. And so the opportunity to have Nicola on Seek the Joy podcast to share this conversation with you, ugh, it just... It's so exciting, I cannot even begin to tell you. And like I shared at the beginning, Nicola is an energy alchemist and spiritual sage. And through her work, she really holds space for people in so many different ways, but with one foundational intention, that we all have the ability to reconnect to the light that lives within our souls. And she's truly a gentle and powerful healer. And that is what really attracted me to Nicola in the first place was her approach, was her gentleness, was her kindness, was the love that I truly believe she embodies in who she is. And she helps us to awaken to our cosmic and celestial selves and to remember our connections to the universe and open up portals to really remember the magic that is available to all of us. And in this week's new episode, we chat about Nicola's work as an energy alchemist and spiritual sage, igniting our own inner alchemist because we all have the ability to shift the energy within ourselves and around us and remembering that we all have access to these portals and to this magic. We chat about navigating life's transitions, taking sacred pauses, tuning in to the energy of the universe and trusting our heart and allowing it really to guide us. We also talk about spirituality as fun and joyful and not needing to be this serious or heavy thing. We talk about serendipities and gifts from the universe, choosing our joy. Nicola and I also spend a little bit of time talking about her role in my spiritual and healing journey, my experience with her in Ojai and the celestial journey. We talk about what's next for Nicola and just honestly so much more. The celestial journey is something that has left such a strong impression on me and my life. It has totally opened me up in ways I never thought possible. And as I'm recording this intro right now, I'm realizing that I've never talked about the journey before. And so I think a solo episode all about it and what it meant to me and what I experienced, um, will have to come in the very, very, very near future. And I'm really excited because Nicola is actually going to be offering the celestial journey again this summer. It's going to be taking flight pretty soon. And if it's something that you're interested in, whether you want to learn more about it or you want to participate in it, totally send me a DM or an email. I'd love to chat more with you and connect with you about what the journey was like for me and just totally geek out on all things tuning in and grounding and connecting with our inner star stuff. Seriously. And what's so cool is Nicola is also offering the seven for seven, seven day mini celestial journey as a way to kind of give a taste of what the celestial journey is like and give you an opportunity to connect every day with one of the stars. And what's so cool about this journey is that it really leaves you feeling refreshed and connected and, Ready to take on your day. And Nicola has been so generous, seriously, to offer Seek the Joy podcast listeners 7% off the 7-day mini celestial journey. All you have to do is enter the code SEEKTHEJOY777, all one word, lowercase, at checkout to redeem. And seriously, I cannot wait for you guys to experience this magic and reach out to me and let me know if you sign up and I'm going to be doing it too. So I am... Really, really excited for you guys to experience this. I'm going to share a review from you guys uh, in the outro because I really want to get into, I really want to dive into this week's new episode, but I just want to take a second to say thank you seriously from the bottom of my heart for supporting seek the joy podcast. I love the show. I love creating it. I love having these conversations and it is truly such a gift to be able to share them with you. So thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends or your family. Thank you for subscribing, for leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or really wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Make sure to connect with us on our social media pages and join the conversation. Let me know what you think about this week's new episode. What was your favorite moment? We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere and just thank you, Nicola, for coming on Seek the Joy Podcast. Thank you for everything that you shared. Thank you for the magic that you have brought me and just so many people. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Nicola Berman. Trying to think, like, where is a good place to start? Um, Sometimes I always love to have my guests introduce themselves and who they are and and what they're doing. So if that feels comfortable for you, I'll I'll let you start off just with like introducing who you
0: are and and we'll kind of go from there. It's so beautiful. And it's such a funny question to start with, Mm -hmm. particularly because so many things are changing for me. And even, you know, it's funny, like I often say that I don't even like to say my name sometimes. Like I remember teaching at Miraval Mm. and I would just start talking and there'll be like 50 people in the room and it will be 20 minutes before I even say what my name is. And it's actually a really beautiful thing because some – just see if you feel this. Yeah, yeah. Something happens when we say out loud, like, what our name is. It's like we – obviously, we are that person. We are this person. I am Nicola. Right. But it suddenly creates, like, a mini sense of labeling and separation. hmm And there is something so beautiful. I mean, we're obviously – this is just our voices – but particularly when you're in a room where you just connect with the energy of whoever's there and you just start mm. sharing whatever feels really organic and right. natural. And it's it literally opens up a space of connection that is deeper than what happens when we get on stage or we open something up and we say like, my name is this and I mm-hmm. am this and I do mm-hmm. this. It's like the second you say those things, we we start to like define ourselves in a way that just takes us away from the magic of of just pure connection mm-hmm. in the moment
1: mm-hmm. which it's is so interesting because that's why I often hesitate to introduce my guest mm-hmm. or introduce who I'm having a conversation with because I hesitate to define or label or identify someone because we do so much we are so much often it's about the energy that you bring in the moment rather than who you are, what you do day to day. So it's interesting that this is where it's starting because, <laughs> um, that's why I really hesitate to do like a little intro at the beginning. Cause uh-huh. how do you, how do you put someone into a label that way? I don't know.
0: And you know what else? And it's so funny. Cause I've been thinking about this quite a lot recently. We are such a society that is obsessed with biography. Like we're mm-hmm. obsessed with showing who we are and what we've done because we're all desperate to prove that we're enough. And it's it's beautiful. Like the things that we all do in this world as humans, and they're amazing. And it's not that we shouldn't share them, but as a society, we are so far the other way. Like we are so deeply entrenched mm-hmm. in the notion of, I've done this, I've achieved this, I've created this. Like, therefore I'm worthy of being on a podcast or I'm worthy of someone knowing who I am Mm -hmm. that uh, we we miss the bigger picture. Like for all of us, like what we're doing now in the universe is dismantling the notion of having to be anyone in order to be someone. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And it's so, it's just, it's so specific to this moment of time. And it's so interesting because just bringing it back, obviously, to the conversation and to us and to me. I, my name is Nicola Berman, but can't you feel how stupid that sounds? It's I mean, it kind of like, sounds
1: ridiculous at this it's point, ridiculous.
0: right? It's just so ridiculous. And I can feel it. It's, you know, it's it's a really interesting time because <laughs> I have just stepped away from being the resident energy alchemist yes. and spiritual counsel at the Ojai Valley Inn, but that's what, my label in some ways would have been mm-hmm. for the last two years. And it's a way that people get context in terms of what I do and also the level of it, the fact that, that it exists at somewhere like the Ohio Valley Inn, but it's kind of, it's an amazing time because I'm leaving that label and it's not that I'm leaving the label of being an alchemist or being an energy alchemist and holding space in this way. Mm-hmm. And I'll be back to the Ojai Valley Inn to do weddings. I'm doing the Balanced Blondes wedding in November. Mm. And I'll be there there for several days. So we'll do sessions and we'll do pop-ups and we'll do really fun things. But right this second, I'm taking a sabbatical. (laughs) And I honestly, I don't truly know what's next. I mean, I know that, and I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, but I know that we have... (laughs) This Seven Academy, like that all stays. The majority of what I do and what I share is online. So it's not dramatically different, but it is really interesting, like the timing of this conversation, totally. because things are shifting and things are shifting in terms of the label. And honestly, oh, this actually feels really very true and very beautiful. Like if you asked who I am and like what I do, like I'm an alchemist and I've been an alchemist for a while and it's what happens when people are in sessions with me or when people are experiencing our work online but I was saying to someone the other day like have you read the alchemist the book Mm -mm, no Ah! but it's on my list it's I know I know it's a my
1: dad read it and he loved it um yes so I need to get on that train
0: You do. (laughs) And we should actually, people who keep asking me for like book recommendations and can we do like a book club as part of Seven Ohm? And like, that's going to be, that should be Mm. the next book. Mm -hmm. I honestly did not read that book until two years ago, which is so hilarious because I was already an alchemist. And I had... It's the same thing. It was on my list forever. I'd bought it. I'd read the first few pages. I was like, this is so boring. Like, it's about (laughs) a shepherd. Like, I just, I know everyone loves it, but it just didn't speak to me. And then two years ago, for some reason, it was just the time to read it. Mm -hmm. And I read it in two and a half days, like in between life. And I underlined probably almost every line. And I just went to bed feeling like, like, this is everything. I mean, it sounds so trite. This is existence. Like, this is the magic. Like, I couldn't have read it before yeah. because it's so exactly how I've, le- I, how I've led my life mm-hmm. that it was so exquisite to see the reflection of it afterwards rather than reading it before. And the main thing, I was saying this actually to an editor the other day, that I take from the book and the the reason that I actually feel really proud to say I'm an alchemist, it's not just because I make magical potions or um, have trained with the shaman and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The real, real beauty for me of that book, and you haven't read it, so it it might not make sense, but to really be an alchemist of your life is to listen to your heart so deeply and Mm -hmm. truly and authentically that it guides you through every chapter. And what that means is magic will happen, miracles will happen, you'll show up in a place and you will create, garner, receive opportunities that are just so incredible. I'm thinking particularly about the Ohio Valley Inn and being mm. the energy alchemist there. And then there will come a moment when you know it's complete and you don't even know specifically what's going to replace it But what most humans do, and this is why we get stuck in a rut, is that we, particularly when we've reached a level of success, we will not step away from that until we know what the next thing is. So true. Yeah. And a real alchemist steps away when they know that they're complete in a moment, in a situation, in a relationship, like whatever it is, without knowing what's next because that's literally how you create the space like the I talk a lot about undulations mm-hmm, often
2: mm-hmm.
0: like this these are the undulations of existence and we are so desperate often to hold on to safety security and also like what people think about us or see it see as us mm-hmm. that we'll stay in something beyond the time that we really should for our own hearts and it's really, I'm saying this not not about my personal moment although it is true (laughs) but just for the wider population it's incredibly courageous to listen truly to our hearts but we've got to a point it's kind of amazing, we've got to a point as a society where this is almost just regular conversation like we Mm -hmm. can't do it the old way anymore and if we do there's like a dullness to life and we've tasted enough of what's possible and what's beautiful and what's joyful Mm -hmm. to know that that it behooves us to listen and we don't have to it's not it's not karma it's not that we have to like do something in order to get to the next stage or prove that we know how to surrender it's not those things yeah It's that in doing them in the moment, so much more magic opens up. And that's why we came.
1: Hmm. I don't even know where to begin in my (laughs) – that was beautiful. I mean, really, I mean, you're undergoing your own alchemic transformation right now, I Mm -hmm. think, in some ways, right? And having the courage to step forward in a new space that is undefined. And I think, Mm -hmm. like you said, we are really in a moment and in a time where – identity and definition and reaching a space of self-awareness that allows us to attach labels to who we are and why we are the way we are. I mean, we're really, I think, knee deep and then some in that moment in time right now. And so the journey that you're on in embarking on this new, open, courageous space that you're allowing to transform, uh, to move with you, I think it's The timing of this conversation is really interesting and fascinating and I think uh, so on time for so many that are listening who are are very much in a similar space of embarking into the unknown and and not knowing what that will look like but leading with their heart or leading with their joy and leading with their passion
0: as opposed to their fear. Mm Mm-hmm. 100% 100% 100% 100% and I think that is why we're doing this conversation right now because mm-hmm. we were just saying like I'm literally in the middle of a move <laughs> and I said to Carly like it's so incredible like we've literally said no to everything. everything yeah and this one I was like oh yeah I need to do that on Sunday i like,
1: <laughs> so, so like, honored moving. I can't
0: even tell you but
1: I I'm, I'm so grateful seriously that we are having this conversation and I know you are in the middle of a big mm-hmm. move and a big transition and it'll be so wonderful with all transitions to see where it leads and Mm -hmm. to see where it goes. And I know, you know, through our work together, you and I first met, I think Mm -hmm. it was December, 2017, which feels like eons ago. It feels like so. so long ago. And just the transformation that I've undergone. And then the one that you've also undergone in that time has been so cool just to see and witness and, and how the energy that you put out there and what you've created, it allows others to move in those transitions with mm-hmm. you. Um, so for anyone that isn't already following along, I know they will. And it'll be wonderful to see, you know, where this next chapter leads. But I'd love to talk a little bit about how you landed in this work and yes. landed becoming an energy alchemist. And from there, you know, we I would love to share um, what our time together has been like too. But um, where is a good place to start? Because you weren't always a shaman. You weren't mm-hmm. always an alchemist. I know um, based upon conversations I've listened to and conversations we've had, that this was something that came a little bit later. So
0: mm-hmm. where is a good place to start in in sharing that? Such a good question. I think, um, I mean, I think one of the things that I always come back to is, that I was a writer and a storyteller mm-hmm. originally. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was my training. My training was at the BBC in, in documentary filmmaking. And storytelling and imagination is really what it is to be an alchemist. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, it's so beautiful. Like when you layer on top of each other, I was thinking about it the other day, the, like all the guided journeys that I've taken you guys on, all the guided journeys that we do, like live, mm-hmm. It like what actually is it? I mean, I know what it is on an energetic level we're we're visiting other dimensions of reality and bringing back gifts, yeah, but Harry Potter is a very similar experience for people, mm-hmm. like when you think about like if you've done the guided meditation journeys or the celestial journey, you know like what happens like I speak and I take you. To these magical places. It's and, incredible.
1: It really, um, really is. It, it's a journey through other portals and lands and imagination. And it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It really, really is.
0: But what's so beautiful about it is that our imaginations are really the key to all this work. Like what is alchemy? And this feels so juicy in this mm-hmm, moment to mm-hmm. be discussing this. Alchemy is... I mean, the kind of old definition of alchemy is like taking lead and turning it into gold. But you can even feel like that's old. Like yeah. alchemy is realizing that we have the power to create our lives mm-hmm. and to create this world collectively that we can literally tune in. I mean, for so long, imagination has been something that is either for kids or for people who work in the creative fields. mm mm-hmm. And it's almost seen as a form of escapism. And what we haven't realized is that imagination is actually how we create worlds. Mm. Like Nikola Tesla, if you research him a little bit, Einstein, they all talk about Mm -hmm. imagination as the first springboard into everything that they have created that has then had massive and very positive impact on this world yeah imagination is the beginning of everything and it's tangible it's frequency it's vibration it's not just that we are (laughs) like sitting around lolling around Mm -hmm. and then just like exploring our imagination and all that's so sweet and so fun like that is the actual alchemic process mm-hmm. to create anything, anything. So it's kind of fascinating. People will often ask me, like, when did this start for you? Like, when did you first begin? Like, how did you become an alchemist? Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Like using your imagination as a writer or a storyteller to create worlds that then suddenly appear on stage. I remember the first time I was in rehearsals. I had a play that was off Broadway Mm -hmm. um, called Wasps in Bed. And I remember sitting in the rehearsals and hearing the words, and particularly when you have like a a speech or a monologue that just comes through in one go. Like I had Mm -hmm. a speech um, in a play that I did in Chicago with The Looking Glass, and it literally, it's like, it's the speech of the whole play. Like, it's the mm-hmm. thing that people remember. And it came through in one go. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's several hundred words. And it was literally like, I just heard it. I listened. I wrote it down. I cried. I mean, it was oh. so magical, like yeah. just hearing it. And it, it was deep. I mean, it was about it Holocaust it survivor. Was, like, yeah. it was intense. Yeah. But it came through, like just in oh. one go. Wow. Because I was just listening to the universe and being a conduit for what wanted to come through. Mm-hmm. And and that's what being an alchemist is. I mean, it truly we're all doing it. You know, it's interesting. One of the reasons that I am and I know we'll talk about your session a little bit, it'll be fun to revisit it. Yeah, yeah. But one of the reasons that I'm stepping away from the notion of doing like weekly sessions yeah. with individuals is because we're all a little bit beyond that notion. And Mm -hmm. it's not that I'll never do individual sessions again. And it's not that I think individual sessions or going to a shaman or a healer or an alchemist is bad. But we are reaching a point in existence where we're just asking ourselves to remember that we Mm -hmm. all have access to this magic Mm -hmm. and to these realms. And for me a way of teaching that in a broader sense is by offering the celestial journey, offering courses where people can actually feel it and experience it for, them, for themselves. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would mm-hmm. ask you, I know your session was beautiful and it springboarded probably a lot of this work. Yeah. But I saw what happened for you during mm-hmm. the seven weeks of the celestial journey. Like yes. you found your voice yes. in the deepest, most beautiful way. And it, it wasn't that it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You just allowed yourself to share it. Exactly. And, exactly. And that's the true magic. Because I think if you had just done a session, like one session, mm-hmm. you came out of it remembering who you are. There's no question. Oh, right. ding. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? No, I just heard oh, you say ding, but that was that's a pronounced moment. And exactly. Yep. A text message came through and my ah. phone just went ding. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Which is what we talk about. Yes. Literally everything gets accentuated in yes. real time. Yes. You you came out of that session and it was fabulous. Oh my god, yes. But it's the it's the elongated work that we do with ourselves in a structure, I believe. That actually gives us the power. Like what I love is it's like just seeing you and seeing Katie and seeing all these people who've done this celestial journey. Like you don't you don't really need to come back and do sessions. Like you're on it. You're mm-hmm. in it. Like it's it just is at this point. It's so interesting.
1: Right? I think in some ways, yes, that session we did together was incredibly powerful. And um I'll never forget I walked out of it and met my mom back at the cafe area at the spa and she looked at me and she goes, Whoa, and I said, Yeah, whoa, wait until I tell you about this whole, you know, adventure I just I just went on. But the choice to embark on the celestial journey and do that seven weeks with you and with the group, it adds, I think a new level of ownership and a new yes. level of empowerment. Because I think the choice to do any work, whether it's healing, whether it's um, some form of transformation, working with a healer, an intuitive, a shaman, whatever it might be, that's a choice. That's that's a choice in your own empowerment. But when you choose to embark on a journey that asks or requires you to show up in a way that allows you to regain a sense of who you are and tap in on your own I think it just takes it to the next level because that journey that we went on together last last year basically almost at this time Mm -hmm. um, was when it started I mean totally found my voice or connected more to my voice in a true authentic way that has allowed me to um, move forward in my life in a way that is I don't know how else to say this other than authentic and yes. in a way that is true to, to me instead of trying to mirror or embody something else that, that isn't me. I, I'm talking in a circle, but that is, that is my truth. It absolutely uh-huh. is. And it was in the seven week journey that, um, I would do again in a heartbeat. Because the magic that comes through, the shift within yourself, the awakening, the realization, the understanding that yes, you are connected to all that is. Yes, you are on a sort of individual journey within this, but you are part of a we. It's a transition from me to we, which I feel like you might be experiencing as well, which might be in part The movement away from doing the individual sessions is how can we as a group, as a collective, as a as a world, embark on this level of awareness together that allows us all to uplift and move um, separate from just that individual healing. Something that I keep saying is that it's about a collective healing that I think we're moving in that space um, more and more. So it's it's wonderful that you, in your own way, at least I think, are, are are doing very much the same thing.
0: I like. I don't even want to speak because I just want to drink in what you said. Oh. Honestly, it's so exquisite. Thank you. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> hey, honestly, I think I think it's about being comfortable mm-hmm. with the silence, which is so beautiful yes. and so perfect because. A lot of what does happen in sessions with me mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. silence, and not not enforced silence. <laughs> not no. like now, we'll be silent for five minutes. <laughs> but the speaking just stops, and I know, and I think this. I'm sure this happened with Jordan as well on the Balanced Blonde podcast. But it's like, even though our brains know that people are only listening to this. Mm -hmm. And so if there's a silence, it's like, oh God, what's happening? What's happening is that the energy is moving and the energy is awakening. And there is, I can just, I can feel it right now. And that means that whoever is listening to it also can feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's just a yesness. It's like a laying down of arms, which I know sounds very dramatic considering we're not talking about anything relating to that Mm-mm. but it's almost as though sometimes sometimes talking is just for talking's sake and we don't it's so interesting like in music like they talk about the pause and the sacred pause and it's incredible how connected this is to everything we're talking about mm-hmm. because a the pause just allows you actually to integrate what someone has just said. Like what you just said about moving from the me to the we, it's not something that I personally talk about very often. And so Mm -hmm. I just like, I got it as you were sharing it. And I just felt this insane pride Mm -hmm. that like that this wisdom is you. Mm -hmm. Like it's just who you are. And it's coming through. And so there was a part of me that just wanted (laughs) to listen and just receive it and appreciate it. And not have to follow up necessarily with a response, but Mm -hmm. just like sit in awe. Like how often do we just sit in awe? Not enough. Not enough.
1: Really not enough. Hard to do on a a podcast.
0: But... (laughs) That exactly. Exactly. Ha exactly. Ha. Yes. And yes. that's where the magic happens. Because whoever's listening, they know. Mm-hmm. Like they know that we're still here. They know that we're not going anywhere until no. this completes. And so it allows for them, for you, for us, to have a moment of sacred pause. Mm-hmm. without knowing where it's going. And that's why it's so funny because it's so perfectly aligned with the timing of this conversation
2: mm-hmm.
0: that we have to take sacred pauses. We have to because we, It's. I was talking to someone the other day about this, that it's sad seeing like people in their prime at whatever their offering is, often creative people then getting to a moment in their lives where they just continue to churn it out, mm-hmm. and you can feel that they're just churning it out. They've like they've lost, they've lost the razzmatazz. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I was about to give an example. I'm not going to, but there's a lot of. There are some musicians that are still going. That it almost feels sad to the magic of what they used to create. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: That they haven't shifted it, and it's this isn't about saying that you get to a certain age and you have to stop, not at all. I mean, there are musicians and artists that start at 85 and it is a blessing. Mm -hmm. But when we get very stuck in having done something or offered something and then we just keep doing it because people want it and so they're willing to pay us for it. Mm -hmm. But we know in our hearts that it's actually the time for a sacred pause or a shift it's time to stop and to do something different yeah. and it's funny because like I could I could have kept going for a very 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 long time like it's yeah the work you know the work that I did in the last sessions on Wednesday like this week oh my gosh it's, it's no less than the the work that you experienced a year ago
1: mm-hmm.
0: but At some point in the future, if I just had kept going on a weekly basis, it would be less because if we're not excited about what it is that we're doing, then it's time to shift it. And Mm -hmm. I've said, you know, it's Mm -hmm. funny, you can't can't teach, I mean, you can, but it would be crazy, the notion (laughs) of doing what lights you up yes, and allowing joy to be your barometer mm-hmm. and your focus and then not live by that.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, you just, you can't, like stuff falls away. Like everyone, yeah. energy is energy. People feel it. People feel it. And I feel, it's funny, this is much more about me than I, than I intended this conversation <laughs> to be, but it's okay. the gift is that one of the other things that's happening in the universe is that. The notion of hierarchy, the notion of leaders having all their shit worked out Mm -hmm. is coming to a close because it's a lie. And honestly, that's part of what gets boring. Mm -hmm. Like what gets boring for me is the notion that people think that I have it all worked out and that I have the secret to everything. And this is what it is. Like, just come see me for a session, do this course (laughs) And you'll mm-hmm. never, ever know sadness or pain or hunger again. Mm. It's a lie. And it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. Yes, yes. And you know what else it is? Hmm. It's boring.
1: I think it's remembering too that despite the work we all individually do, we are still human, right? Of so we course. still experience both dichotomies, both ends, the highs, the lows, the joy, but also the sadness. And I think, you know, having that something that just kept running in my mind when you were just speaking was having this courage to shift and this courage to tune in to your own joy and whether or not you're feeling that in the moment. And I think that's been something that's so That's been so instrumental for me and it sounds like for you too and for so many people that listen to this show, which is you can keep going along and doing the same thing that you've always done because historically it brought you joy or historically it sustained you or historically it just was part of your being, your identity. But when it gets tired and you're not lighting up the same way and you're not um, flowing within it, it requires courage to sit with that and to shift within it and to trust that what you will create anew will bring you that joy you experienced before. But I think so many of us, like you said, just get stuck. Mm. But a theme that has totally resonated with me is, is connecting to what lights you up. And often that means connecting to, joy or passion or going on an exploration within yourself to figure out what it is. So that resonates with me. I know it's going to resonate
0: with so many people that are listening to this too. You know, and it's funny because there's such a beautiful and fine balance between like listening to our authentic self, which is Mm -hmm. where the joy comes from. Yes. And the notion of jumping ship when things get hard. Hmm. Which is also something that people do, that we do, to spiritually bypass something. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes, like we'll just, you know, we'll run. We'll run from something because we're just not ready to deal with it yet or because it feels hard. And so we can plant the seed in ourselves that says, oh, if it's not fun all the time, like then it's time to leave and do something else. And it's hilarious because... That's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the work is about oftentimes sitting in the discomfort and working whatever it is that is coming forwards mm-hmm. and then actually breaking through it. You know, there's some there's some people who will just keep jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing and not actually allow themselves to see something through to mm-hmm. success.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I'm it's so funny. I'm thinking of like a couple of particular people that I know have worked with who fit that model very clearly. And it's really clear that they're sabotaging themselves by deciding that something isn't joyful and that they need to like, you know, jump ship and change the way that their offering is being presented, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like this is the hilarity of being human Hmm. because nothing is clear cut. No, You can look at the same situation. And it could be, oh, it's time to like be courageous and move on and allow a sacred pause and do something different. Mm-hmm. Or it could be, it's time to be courageous and finally stay with the thing. Can you feel this? I can like feel it in my bones for mm-hmm. people
2: mm-hmm.
0: the the courageous thing sometimes is to sit through the discomfort or the boredom and see if it shifts Mm -hmm. because sometimes that's what the alchemy is. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because one of the things that I teach with you are golden. So you are golden is the money mindset course. So in like, there's a very specific module that is about getting very tangible and practical Mm -hmm. with numbers and I talk about the fact that when I first was doing that work, like I'm, I'm so floaty. My chakras, are, my upper chakras are so open. Like mm-hmm. my work in this lifetime has been, <laughs> you can't hear it, but there's a car with very happy music driving by <laughs> as we speak. I love it. But my work has been to get really grounded, like mm-hmm. with the practical stuff, like the, the soul frequency readings and seeing where people come from, like that stuff is easy for me. Mm-hmm. Like someone just walked through my door, a couple just walked through my door to buy like some of the things I'm selling in my moving sale. And they were just like, Whoa, who are you? Like, <laughs> I, I don't even need to tell them. And they got like a mini soul frequency reading, like oh in that God. moment, Yes, because it's just, it's easy. It's like mm-hmm. saying like, what color is your shirt? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you from? Like, what happened in Atlantis? Like, this stuff is just information that is accessible to me. Totally. And to all of us, truthfully, when we, when, we, when we get there. But the actual grounded stuff was harder. And so sitting with numbers, sitting with apps, like, really getting clear and rooted and grounded about putting budgets together, like, that made me want to vomit. <laughs> and there's a part that could have said, oh, it doesn't bring me joy. Like, I need to just go out and Mm follick. And that's a lie. And the good thing is, as much as I said we never really know, like, what the answer is, we actually always know. Yeah. Like, anyone listening to this who is wondering in this moment, like, am I ready to actually leave something and start something else? Or am I just not, like, being brave and seeing it through? Mm. You know, it just, we know, and it almost doesn't matter which choice we make because ultimately, and just see if this resonates with you, the true freedom comes when we remind ourselves in any given moment, like particularly when we feel like we have a big decision at play, Mm -hmm. when we literally just remind ourselves, oh, my heart already knows the answer to this. Even if my brain doesn't know the answer yet, even if we don't think we tangibly know what the right choice is for something, can you feel that the second that we actually tell ourselves, oh, I don't know it in words in my brain yet, but my heart actually does know the answer to this. Like, Can you feel how that just takes the pressure off Mm -hmm. decision-making? without a
1: doubt yeah because you're you're tuning in rather than trying to compute or figure it out or put the pieces yes. together and just lead with what resonates and what feels good and often i've found that there is a lot of joy in those moments of discomfort and there is a lot of joy in in sitting or or standing in the hard stuff because it's about that opportunity to tune into your heart to trust it to move through it um, that ultimately leads you to your next step, even if it feels mm-hmm. unnatural or weird or not what we're used to or not what we've been told as a way to to make our decisions or or follow the path that is is there for us to follow and recognize.
0: That is, you nailed it. I mean, really, like that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what the process of being an alchemist is, Mm -mm. it's exactly what the process, I mean, we're going to go here. Yeah. It's the process of of fifth dimensional living. Mm -hmm. Like if I, if I'm like, you haven't asked me, but if I had to put (laughs) into words, like what this entire experience is about right now, like the way that everyone is waking up, the way that we are listening more to the notion of the universe existing and us being a part of something bigger, like you Mm -hmm. said before, we are remembering, we're giving ourselves the opportunity as humans to live as, and don't let in, I hope no one gets freaked out by this kind of terminology. It really doesn't matter. It's just a way that people have have Mm -hmm. used a way to differentiate a state of being. Like Mm -hmm. that's all it is. So it's not that you actually have to think about us being in different dimensions. It's just that these kind of qualities in a person are very fifth dimensional. Mm-hmm. And other qualities are very third dimensional. So third dimensional. it's not making it wrong. It's just more when we lead with our brains mm-hmm. and our minds. And when we are making choices from fifth dimensional qualities it's when we are literally listening to our heart. Mm-hmm. So we have been taught and we've taught ourselves as a society that it's not safe to listen to our hearts mm. because they take us out of everyday norm. They take us out of the factory way of living.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we've often considered that to be scary. And what's happening now, I mean, you see it's so beautiful, you don't have to be a spiritual teacher or a spiritual explorer to see that millennials (laughs) will not do things Mm -hmm. the way previous generations did. Like, they are not prepared to. No. And they don't need to wear a T-shirt that says, (laughs) I'm coming from a fifth dimension vibration of my heart. Can you imagine, though, if they did? That would be amazing. It would be awesome. (laughs) But it's just who they are. Yes. Yes. And older generations, like have been, like, scratching their heads, like, what are these children that, like, are not just falling into line? Mm -hmm. And as a society and a community now, like, what we all should be saying is thank heavens for these younger generations who will not fall into line because it is a ticket and an invitation to all of us to live more truly, Mm -hmm. which is why we came. Like, Mm -hmm. that is without question that that is why we came. We came to have fun. We came to explore. We came to be silly. And that comes from being authentic. Mm -hmm. It just just does.
1: Something that I know you say quite a bit is we came here to enjoy the taste of a strawberry. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've heard you say that. And every Mm -hmm. time it just makes me feel so happy and excited Mm -hmm. and full of joy because it is about it is about those moments. It is about experiencing what it is to be here. And something that I've heard you say that I've said, um, maybe not necessarily on this podcast, but things that I do say often is that we are really here to have this human experience Mm -hmm. and to know what it is and to enjoy it and to feel it. And I think that often confuses people or freaks them out. Like, what does that mean? You know, what does it mean that there are aspects of ourselves our soul our higher self whatever uh resonates for someone that is multidimensional that is mm-hmm. existing in another time in space that there is more beyond what we see in our day-to-day lives and i i think so many sort of sit on that line between thinking it's amazing and exciting and wanting to learn more but also being in a space of fear around it. What does that mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I've had a past life. What do you mean that that I'm going to have another one? Maybe after this. I. What do you mean that there are parts of my soul that are celestial or come from Atlantis or the forest, or maybe I'm part fairy? I mean, there. You know what I mean? I think for so many, we we go back and forth between excitement and curiosity and like holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think what has been so powerful and magical about your presence and your work is that it makes it accessible and not scary and full of joy. And that's what attracted me to you in the first place was that you were someone you are someone that comes from that space of joy. As opposed to fear, there are some people in this space that freak me out. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a seriousness, there's um, an anxiety behind the messaging that I don't align with, and so Mm -hmm. I think that's really what brought me to you in the first place was just the joy and the magic and the the serendipity and the beauty and the lightness. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so I resonate with what you were sharing just about that fifth dimensional aspect that you know, so many people are becoming more uh, in tune to, attuned to and uh-huh. um, awakened towards and my generation and the one after me and the one after that. I mean, <laughs> I can't tell you. I'm like this this working 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. thing and like falling in line. I'm like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's weird. But these structures are moving and shifting and changing. And anyway, it'll be uh-huh. really wonderful to see where it goes next cuz we're just getting started with this 100% movement.
0: just getting started oh, 100% it's so funny i literally want to say i like wanted to i just wanted to listen to everything you were saying and i want to mm-hmm. say like a thousand things in response i know i like, feel that way too i'm like uh, where do i start <laughs> okay i'm just i'm going to say three things okay it's so I always, I always say two things, two things, two things. Carly will laugh so hard because on our work <laughs> course, I'm always like, two things. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say three things now. First of all, what you just said about the notion of it being really fun and exciting, but then it being, it's sometimes feeling like terrifying, like the notion of past lives, future lives. Yeah. I, Nicola, sit in sessions with people yeah. and share with them about their past lives. And mm-hmm. I tell them while I'm doing it, I hate the notion of future (laughs) lives like I actually hate it more than the notion of past lives because really you know who cares past lives are done of course because we are egos Mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing and as much as I started this conversation by saying like we don't want labels (laughs) I really like being Nicola Berman like that like I like being me Mm -hmm. I like experiencing life and existence from this vantage point I never want to think about the notion Mm -hmm. that my soul could come back and have to be a a child again and go to school again. Like that (laughs) fills me with terror. Yes. And I think this is what we do. Like when we go to this conversation, we basically say it's all nonsense anyway. Like Mm. they're literally like whether it's Eckhart Tolle or it's Einstein, it doesn't matter. Everyone who knows anything tells us there is literally only this moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The car just beeped outside. I love it. There is only this moment. So it really, we, our brains, our humanness cannot compute the totality of existence. Mm -hmm. It just can't. We can have the gifts of what it is to start remembering more and more what it is to be a multidimensional being in human form. This is real. And we can hold that in our consciousness. Like part of the awakening journey, part of, of any spiritual journey is, there's another word I'm looking for, but it doesn't matter. What this journey is about is integrating our multi-dimensionalness, some of it, we will never be able to access all of it as humans. We, our brains would explode. Mm-hmm. But this journey of awakening is how much can we integrate our magical sense of self mm-hmm. with this actual tangible human sense of self. And part of what you're speaking to, like the notion that there's, there are other ways of doing this, mm-hmm. kind of spiritually or teachers or blah, 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 That are so obsessed with specifics, it's harrowing and it's funny. I can't remember if I've talked about this a lot before, but it's it's also the notion of like punishment and biblical punishment Mm -hmm. that is so not what multidimensional living is about. They couldn't give two hoots. Mm I mean, truly, if I definitely have said this before, that we will often take our Taipei personalities from the business world the human world Mm -hmm. and we'll move it straight into the spiritual world so we'll want to get everything very quickly very fast we want to make sure we've done every ritual at the right new moon and the right full moon Mm -hmm. and that we burn our paper correctly and oh my god if the match didn't light like does it mean (laughs) that like my wishes will never come true like it doesn't matter yeah how we do something this is a book (laughs) How we do something is how we do everything. Mm -hmm. And it's true. And if we find ourselves, like I really want to say this to anyone who is kind of delving into this work. If we find ourselves fearful that we're doing something wrong or we're not doing it, or like what if we are starting to open to engage with other dimensions of reality? And is that super scary? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I just want to be a voice of comfort That none of this is really real anyway, and I know it's all very real, and we do not want to go down a disassociative path of, Well, nothing of this is real, so none of it matters, and blah blah blah. That's not what I'm saying, yeah. But it is much more of a game than we allow ourselves to realize, Mm -hmm. and when we lightness and we, when we literally. I swear if there was like one foundational teaching that I could share, and also if I could teach it to myself, it would be fabulous. (laughs) It would be that we cannot do any of this wrong. Mm -hmm. We can't. And the hope is that when we realize it enough, when we hear it enough, when we say it enough, that we will actually start to get it. Because it is literally our brain and our mind that likes to be busy like it really has more fun than we realize like even Mm -hmm. when it's in the deepest anxiety and distress it's not actually in as much distress as we think because it's what it's here to do so it's kind Mm of it's like eating junk food like it's kind of it's fine with it we don't like the sensation or the feeling of it this is where we get to teach ourselves and remember. This is the work. Like, it's so much more the work than knowing the names of constellations and understanding, mm-hmm. like, what archangels signify. The work is to keep reminding ourselves.
3: Ah. They're laughing so
0: hard. It's like sacred pause, reminding <laughs> ourselves nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, nothing. That's the point. We have literally made this all so much harder than it needs to be. And as we get it, and I know it, this is a truism, we've heard it many times, but it's also frequency and I can feel it in my hands right now. I don't know if you can feel it in your hands, but mm-hmm. it is, it's very present as energy right now. And it's almost as though... And you don't have to believe this, but we're inviting ourselves to rewire these belief systems literally as we're in conversation, in Mm -hmm. conversation together, Mm -hmm. which is how it happens. And it's so lovely because one of the things I often say, and I think this should speak to any fear that people have about opening up to other dimensions, like, does it mean we have to believe in ghosts, blah, blah, blah. None of it matters. Like, energy is energy. Mm -hmm. We are energy. We are walking through energy all the time. And one of the quintessential truths of fifth dimensional reality and living is that it's all the same anyway. I don't know if you remember, there was... One of the quotes, you know how we had daily quotes every day for the mm-hmm. celestial journey? Yeah. There was one, um, oh, I think it was real key. And I, it just, it comes up so often. And it's about the notion that maybe, I mean, I'm totally butchering it, but maybe like all the scary dinosaurs or the scary ghosts have to find it. Like maybe they're just like princesses, like waiting <laughs> to be like seen or kissed or whatever it is. <laughs> like this Disney notion of like a big ogre that is actually just like the sweetest little angel inside. Mm. That's the truth. Like there's nothing for us to be scared of, nothing. When we feel like we are seeing darkness or entering darkness or if we're having nightmares and we're worried, like is this actually energy that's coming to us? It's just our own fear transmuting itself Hmm. if there was anywhere to get to there's nowhere to get to but if there was anywhere to get to it would literally be gosh this sounds so intense and so religious as i'm burping (laughs) and releasing a lot of energy for all of us it would literally be for us to remember that The consciousness of love of God, however it is that you want to say it, literally the languaging doesn't matter. Just whatever the comfort and the positivity of yumminess in your heart lives in every single atom Mm
2: -hmm.
0: of everything that ever existed. And it shows up in different ways for different reasons to elicit different responses in us Until we get to the point, and I'm not remotely suggesting I'm there, (laughs) but I'm more there than I was, say, several years ago. Yeah. Where we just understand that it's all part of the same thing and nothing is trying to take you out. You know, we're so scared. Ultimately, as humans, we're scared of dying. And so that comes into every. Mm-hmm. conversation, whether we realize it or not, about to do with spirituality, about mm-hmm. anything to do with alchemy, anything to do with magic, Just to kind of own it and say it out loud, mm-hmm. because then it's not quite so scary. I think the more we
1: remember that at the core of our being, our presence here, it, it's love, right? It's mm-hmm. connecting to the frequency of it, to the joy of the opportunity that... Um, I think fear only plays a part to the extent that we allow it to. And I think there is so much beauty and magic and opportunity for experiences and understanding. And I wonder if the word you were searching for before was remembrance. Because Mm. the more we connect to it, and remembrance is different for each and every one of us. I think that was probably one of my biggest takeaways over the last year and a half since we connected is that it is truly, truly different for each person yeah. and your connection to who you are, your connection to your understanding of, um, I almost hate to use this word, but the connection to a remembering and an understanding of your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's unique. It's individual. But at the end of the day, it is connected to love. It is connected uh. to joy. It is connected to Opportunity to experiences to ultimately write what you make it. And I think that's at least for me at the the crux of this concept of spirituality and um, maybe celestial beings or cosmic consciousness or whatever the word is. Mm -hmm. It is about ultimately remembering that it is individual and it is unique and that it is your journey. And whether you've taken many before or you will take more in the future, whatever Mm -hmm. the situation might be. It is about remembering that you are here right now. And so the different tools or guided meditations or crystals or tarot or whatever it is that you connect with is just a tool to help you along that journey, along that path. But you ultimately get to choose what you do with it. And I think the more we remember that too, the more we can dissolve that fear. um, Mm. That it doesn't have to look a certain way, you know. I don't do any rituals for the new moon or the full Mm -hmm. moon because – It just doesn't resonate right now. And also Mm -hmm. I know myself and I try and remove a lot of that, like that rigidness Mm -hmm. that I think is super present. Um, So it can look however you want it to. It's about what you make it. I mean, last week I went on a walk and I stared at the moon and that was my moment. I didn't burn any sage. I didn't put my crystals out. I mean, it is really what you choose to make it and make it fun. I think that's so important is to remember that it's fun and that it's a journey that uh, you can have fun with it. Doesn't have to feel scary or rigid or super structured.
0: I was literally just gonna say, like, the only thing that matters, like, in terms of ritual, in terms of mm-hmm. of any of these things, is if it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like that. At this point, that is literally it. And it's so funny because I teach like lots of different rituals and shamanic rituals for for release, for like dream alchemy for bringing things in, they are stepping stones. Yes, They are stepping stones to a way of being at which point the rituals will just become themselves in real time Mm -hmm. and you will not be able to sleep one night and you will go out and you'll look at the moon and you will watch. I mean, this is what happened to me a couple months ago. You'll watch one of my own transmissions and did the ritual in it. I had no intention like four hours before that I was going to be up at like two in the morning to do it, but it was so organic and it was so beautiful and it was so fun. Yeah. But it's not something anymore. You know, I was trained with a shamanic teacher. We did full moon fire ceremony to release everything. We did new moon to bring it in. Mm -hmm. If it speaks to you, like I do believe that for many people and myself included oftentimes, Having a structure for life is a really gorgeous thing. But it's a gorgeous thing because it's a gorgeous thing for you, not because you have to do anything in order for goodness to come in. Yeah. It's because it feels calming and lovely and nourishing and acknowledging. You know, what you said about remembrance I mean, that is 100,000% the word.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Like 100,000%. Sorry, someone's drawing up to my door as we speak. I'm not quite (laughs) sure why. Bringing gifts from the universe. But the remembrance is the remembrance of... Inside, hold on one second. Okay. This is so hilarious. I'm doing a podcast interview. (laughs) Hold on. I just have to give one hug. Yeah, yeah, I of course, of see. course. We're literally on the podcast. I'm mm. going <sighs> to drop off a bunch of crap from my dad's house to your house now. No. no. <laughs> Stables, crap,
2: nutcrackers.
0: I love you. The nutcracker just literally arrived at my door. I love for a myriad of reasons that that just happened. And my hope, my hope is that you can feel the energy, like, through the recording mm-hmm. of how precious that was. I think we're going to keep that it. Was. We're, we're not going to get rid of it. We're keeping it. I hope it. you do. Yes. I really hope you do. Because it was such specific timing. hmm oh, And it was so beautiful. Oh, anyway, that aside, literally, as we're just talking about remembrance. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but it's about that connection, too, right? And the opportunity to experience it. I mean, that moment you just had. Um, that remembrance is, I think, so much of it is about connection.
0: Oh, and fun. And, yes. I mean, the fact, I mean, part of what we were saying was you don't have to set things up. Like, mm-hmm. they will literally just arrive for you. Yeah. Like. Your walk under the moon, my ritual last month, whenever it was, it just happens in real time. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: the funny thing is, like, what I was speaking about and really do want to share is this notion that, and this is foundational, who you are, who I am, who we all are as multidimensional beings, celestial beings, however we want to say it, we already are that being. Mm -hmm. Like, that being lives inside of us. You know, we sometimes talk about integrating, we talk about light coming in and how it's kind of waking this up. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This every ounce of the magic of Sydney, beyond even Sydney, truthfully already is you. 100,000%. Mm. And the only reason we do any of these experiences rituals self-work like whatever it is is literally just to release anything like if we just literally saw it as like dust or silk like we are just washing the window frame mm. like that is it it's so simple like it really is I mean obviously the actual work sometimes feels quite complex or mm-hmm. emotional mm-hmm. or It's a journey,
1: but it's a journey of renewal, I think. Yes,
0: Mm -hmm. 100%, but it's already here. And it's the same thing as we just said earlier about when we remember that our heart knows, we don't even need to know the answer yet. We get a sense of freedom. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. When we realize that we're not chasing after anything, that our multidimensional, our our fifth dimension, whatever we want to call it, our love-filled self Mm -hmm. already lives inside our being. We attune to it more. We learn to live in the moment more. And then the actual magic and serendipity really shows up big time. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because, I mean, part of what's happening and part of the groundedness, I think, of this moment, like you and I on this conversation like we haven't spoken that much about the magic that happens and the serendipities that happen Mm -hmm. I mean it is I was talking to a couple before who were buying some things and you know on paper they're like the CFO of a nationally very recognized company Mm -hmm. like so like you know in the real world and we were talking about this. They asked how I ended up at the inn at mm-hmm. the alchemist. And I told them the whole story that involved Bath. And it's too long a story for us to share right now. But it, it involved ridiculous magic and ridiculous yeah. serendipity that happened in Bath, England, mm-hmm. where I met someone. I was already living in Ohio, Anyway, it was just, it was stupid. And as I was telling them, he was like, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting mm-hmm. goosebumps. Like, this stuff is so real it is so real and it's worth it like mm-hmm. that i think i mean we almost don't need to say it because honestly anyone who is listening to seek the joy of us like they already know this like we've all had moments in our lives of goosebumps serendipity and magic like we know yeah that there's something bigger going on those sacred I, truths that show up yes yeah and i think what i would like to just reaffirm for people is that this bigger picture, it's not just little us walking this earth,
2: mm-hmm. like
0: looking up to this bigger picture and asking the universe or the angels or the stars or God or whatever it is that we see it. It's not us begging them to bestow mm-hmm. good fortune on us. We are it. Like mm-hmm. you said it before. We're part of the all that is. We're connected to it. This remembrance is actually a remembrance that our consciousness is part of that bigger cosmos. And can you just feel how much more empowering that is? Like that allows us to take a breath. Mm -hmm. That even when we don't know what is next, when we do this work enough, I mean, I honestly... I don't really know what's next geographically. Like I'm taking a sabbatical, I'm going traveling. I mean, the beauty of having the seven Ohm Academy and the celestial journey is yeah. that my work doesn't really stop just because I'm in a different geographical location. So it's not as dramatic as people who literally like just stop right. their work and then just kind of go on a deep dive. But still, I really, I could not tell you where I'm going to be living in six months time Mm -hmm. like I couldn't I do not know the answer to that question what I do know is that I have done this work and this journey enough and that truly to be an alchemist the hummingbirds are like chippering outside I can hear them oh I'm so happy I love that I love that you can hear them oh The hummingbirds, shamanically, are the animal of the heart, Mm. of the mystical, of dreaming in our futures. Mm. And honestly, if I can be a beacon just in this moment of knowing, like trusting, someone said it so beautifully yesterday, the beckoning. It's Mm. like the way frequency and vibration works is as scary as it might be to us and our human selves to not know where our base is going to be in six months. And that is weird as an adult, particularly when you've created a life that you love and a mm-hmm. home that you love. Yeah. But when you've done it enough and you can actually trust the signs, there is a joy in the adventure because you know that your higher self, your truer self, like us, basically, however we want to say it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it just doesn't let us down. Like it only goes from good adventure to better adventure to better adventure. Mm. And along and that's for everyone. It really is. And along the way, there are some experiences that we have that can be really hard and really difficult and often involving loss, particularly when we lose people that we adore. Mm-hmm. There's no getting around it. Like we have to feel those experiences. But mm. pretty much every person I have ever met who has gone through the hardship of losing someone, also shares about the opening and the gifts that came Mm. as a result of these experiences. It's not that we ask for them. It's not that we want them. But we know that it opens our hearts in a deeper way. And that's what we came to experience. This is
1: so wild because I'll have a thought in my head and then you will literally say it. I was thinking this is a heart opener and then you Uh said this will open the heart and Uh I'm just over here chuckling because because I think it's about remembering that every moment, every um, hardship or difficulty or moment of profound joy and victory, it's all an opportunity to open the heart to much more. And I think when we do that, we can walk that path. We can walk that path of noticing the hummingbirds and noticing Mm -hmm. the serendipities and the license plates, which I know show up so much Mm -hmm. for you. And it's about tuning in and attuning to that so that when it shows up, you remember that you're supported. Every time Mm -hmm. I see a sign that I connect to, it it serves as a reminder to me that I am supported. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not in this by myself. And I think that is what's so beautiful about so much of it. And if we can, I want to just – ask you a couple of quick questions Yeah, to give people a little bit of context, I think. So you tune in to the energy and the frequency, uh, vibration of energy in the universe, but I know you specifically tap into the Pleiadians, the Pleiades. And for anyone that is not familiar with that, um, what what does that mean? What does that look like?
0: So it's so, it's so beautiful because that's also part of the remembering that like mm-hmm. we are all connected to the stars. Like we just, we are. And part of what happens on the celestial journey, I mean, you are, I mean, you are connected to each of them Mm -hmm. and you were before, but there's just a deeper, a, a deeper remembering. So I like to explain it two ways. Okay, One, it's real. Like there are these stars and there are star beings and there's a lot of people around the country, I mean also particularly in Ohio, who will actually transmit the Pleiadians through them. I mean there's an incredible, incredible book um, called Bringers of the Dawn and then I think the second one is Earth. So Bringers of the Dawn, I mean it was written a while ago. Oh, you will love it if you haven't read this. You will love it. Check it it out. So it is, she's still alive, the woman who is the channel. I, I always mispronounce her last name, so I won't butcher it. But she channels the Pleiadians. So the Pleiadians are a star system. And there are star beings. I know this sounds so out there to lots of people, but mm-hmm. at some point we just need to normalize it because it's just We do. True. It's time.
1: <laughs> it is time to normalize it and to remember that we all have got a little bit of star stuff
0: in us. Of course. I yep. mean, it's like we still have to pay our bills. Like mm-hmm. We still have to go to the toilet. We There's still, to still that humanness. Yes. Like we are human. This is all real. Yeah. We don't have to like fall down like as though we got hit by a bolt of lightning <laughs> to just acknowledge oh the earth is not flat yeah yeah it's like every generation thinks to some degree that they like have already made all the discoveries we <laughs> haven't so made all the more, discoveries
1: yet there's so much more more than we'll we'll ever even know that's what i'm convinced of yeah of
0: course yeah And so, you know, back in the day, it was that they discovered that the earth was not flat. (laughs) And that was a big deal at the time. And very sensible people were saying the earth is flat and you guys are cuckoo. (laughs) And now we're just like, well, you guys were the cuckoo ones. It's going to be the same thing. But,
1: I can't um, wait for that day. Really. I'm, I'm excited for it.
0: <laughs> I think it will just happen as a very gentle awakening mm-hmm. of organic process. And yes. Yeah. And the generations that are coming in who just remember who they are. truthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, cause I don't think we could cope with the notion. Like people always ask like, is there going to be a day when like, you know, the, I can't, there's even a word for it, but when like all the beings, like the aliens are going to come to earth, I just don't think it's They're gonna already happen. here. <laughs> exactly. We are them. Yes. Mm-hmm. The number of people that walk into my office and within one second, it's just like, ha, ha, ha. Like you are not from here. Mm-hmm. Like you're just not from here. You're from the angelic realms. You're from the celestial realms and you are showing up in human form at this moment in time for this lifetime. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what it is. So it's almost like that makes it easier for us to hold than even the notion of, like, what? There are star beings that live in the stars and communicate with us. Like, that, even to me, I mean, it's ridiculous because I'm obviously deep into this world and this work. But when I look at it like that, it just feels so weird. Mm -hmm. It just feels like a a bad movie, truthfully. (laughs)
1: It does. A little bit of Men in Black.
0: Yeah, well, I laugh because I always say that Men in Black is actually more reality than TV we know. than most reality TV. Like totally. that is actually truthful. That scene—I haven't seen it for years—but that scene when they are like sitting in the waiting room somewhere and they just have all these different beings just like walking around, and mm-hmm. like that's pretty much my experience walking through a farmer's market. Like, <laughs> Just looking at all these different people, where they actually come from,
2: mm-hmm.
0: looks more like that than keeping up with the Kardashians. It's so funny. But that being said, there are different star systems that people are very connected to. So the Pleiades, Pleiadians, Arcturus, Arcturians, Lyra, Lyrans, uh, Cassiopeia. And one of the things that is lovely, I just throw down a tiny bit, because... We did this in a Soul Frequency Live a, a few weeks ago. When I just say the names, Perseus, oh, when I just say the names, people who are very connected to those star systems will mm. just remember, like they'll get goosebumps, they'll get a hot flush. Teary-eyed. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say they'll get emotional, they'll start feeling tearful. It's, it's quite gentle often, most of the time. But it's just this feeling of like, oh, such relief. It's Mm. just such relief of just knowing who we are and what we're connected to. So in my work shamanically, like part of what I do, I mean, I don't do it consciously anymore. You know, it used to be that I would like lift my hand up and bring Mm -hmm. in the energy of one specific star Mm. to make an elixir or to work with someone on a specific thing. And it's not just, it's just not how it works anymore. Like I just show up and the energies are the energies and people recognize them and feel very seen by them. And the magic happens. It's Mm -hmm. not that I don't specifically work with only the Pleiades. Sometimes I'll speak and information that's coming through isn't necessarily coming from me. It will be coming from them, but they are us too. So it's like, I feel like I'm almost skipping a level for people who are just discovering this work, but it's okay to skip it Mm -hmm. because we are all of it truthfully, yeah, and it's you know when I said there's two ways that I describe this on the celestial journey, we work each week with each star, the seven, mm-hmm. and each one corresponds to a chakra in the body and when I did my actual training with uh Don Mariano Crispe, he literally transmitted the frequency and the energies like into my different chakras, mm. which is real and beautiful but it's not necessary anymore. Mm -hmm. It was fun. It was a ritual. There'll be some people out there that will say like, that this is sacrilegious to say this, that absolutely you have to be given or gifted the rights to these energies. Mm -hmm. It's just not true. It's just not true. We all have access to all of it. We awaken to that access when we do. And it will show up in whichever form it shows up. So people who do the celestial journey will absolutely remember and initiate their connections to the stars in the way Mm -hmm. that they want to without needing to go to an individual person and receive them because they're already inside us. We are just choosing the different ways that we wish to awaken them. And I remember very, very early on, in my journey of stepping into being an alchemist, like I couldn't say the words that I was a shamanic healer in any way without weeping and feeling like I was going to get into trouble. I mean, there was just Mm -hmm. so much stuff at the beginning.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I remember like one of my favorite people, not on this planet even, Dr. Peebles. I'm just going to say it for anyone that wants to look up Mm -hmm. Dr. Peebles. And I was in a room of like 30 people and I remember asking like, Whispering, like, am I a shaman? Mm-hmm. And, like, just starting to cry. And, mm-hmm. he, and he was very gentle about it. But he said, like, everything that you've done, like, the connections to the Pleiades. It's so beautiful, Sid. This is literally coming back to the beginning of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Everything that you've done that proves that you have these magical capabilities and this shamanic training was all done so that you could feel more comfortable with being able to tell people Mm. that you have these magical skills. Mm -hmm. You were born with them. I was born with them. We were all born with them. We access them when we're ready to in a myriad of different ways. And along the way, some of us feel like we have to get certified
2: Mm -hmm.
0: in different things in order to feel confident enough to open up a shingle and an office and say, Mm. this is what I do. But the truth is we've reached a point where this is just what we all do. And we literally can have the experience simply by just being with someone and looking into their eyes. It is the greatest, greatest, greatest awakener. Mm. Like literally just soul gazing with another person. And it's what you said, like halfway through this conversation, we. Are, I never really s- used to speak like this. Like this is a much more Arcturian concept. My friend mm-hmm. Anna Wood works a lot with the Arcturians and and the ba- their basis is just teaching, like that we are love. And it it, it was never something that I would share because mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't feel. I don't know. It just wasn't part of my work. But it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And the more we remember it and realize it, everything else really just becomes. Details. And it's almost like, how do you want to remember Mm
2: -hmm. that you are
0: love in human form? You can do it this way or this way or this way or this way. It's like, do I want Chinese food tonight? (laughs) Do I want Japanese food? Do I want Indian food? Do I want a burger? It's literally that like, it doesn't really yeah. matter how we find our way to it, but we will find our way to it. I mean, that's what we are doing.
1: You'll do it your way. And I think that's the key. And yes. I I just want to cry. I, I really do. Uh. I just want to cry in this moment, not because I'm sad, but because it is so profound and so powerful. We all reach this work and understanding of it for ourselves and what it looks like for ourselves in our own time. And... Oh, I don't. I just. We each have a connection. We each have multidimensionality within us, and I'll never forget when I showed up at your office in Ohio. I have to tell this story. Yeah, I'm on the like the golf cart, and I'm like, I can't figure out how to get into Nicola's office. I have no idea. The <laughs> guy just dropped me off, and I'm like, Well, he's he. I think he assumed I had a key card, because um, I wasn't staying at the at the inn. And I walk down the driveway, and you look at me, and you go is that you? And I said, yes, it's me. I'm here. And he said, okay, I'll open the door for you. And I said, okay, great. And I'm like, thinking to myself, oh my God, Sydney, what did you just say? Because <laughs> it was so funny. It was like a recognition, uh-huh. kind of like we were talking about the beginning without identifying yes. yourself by name. Yes. And I'll never forget, you open up the, like the gate to the pool area because your office in Ohio is right by um, the pool. I can't even remember the name of the pool right now. The Pixie Pool. Yes, which I love that name. Um, And you looked at me and you go, I think you said you are so cosmic. You're like a cosmic bunny. And I Mm -hmm. thought to myself, that is, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go with it. Like, I don't know what this means. But when I left our session, a bunny just Uh. went right in front of me on my path. And I stopped and I looked at my mom and I said, oh my God. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, if that isn't, as my microphone moves I thought if that isn't like a recognition or a like a way to solidify a truth right in that moment and a recognition and I don't remember everything from our session I'll be honest I think Mm -hmm. I there are parts of me um when and I'm sure for you too when you do this work you 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 sort of not that you black out but there's a like a like a power associated to it, and you just cannot remember everything. But I just remember feeling seen and heard in such a profound and beautiful way mm-hmm. that that I might have not experienced before. And we talked a lot, I think, at the time I was just starting this show, so we didn't really talk mm-hmm. about the show at all, but I would probably say the most powerful moment was at the end because I know at the end you sage people. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen a past life of my own until I worked with you. And I'll never forget, I saw this whole scene and then my eyes just popped open. And I was like, whoa. And I remember you said to me, did you mean to open your eyes? (laughs) And I said, (laughs) absolutely not. And Mm -hmm. that for me was really, I don't know if it was the beginning of my journey, but it was certainly 10 steps into it of beginning to embark on this work of remembrance for myself, that's how I sort of identify it. Mm -hmm. And for anyone that's listening, I know the celestial journey is coming up. Um, So that was just such a powerful experience and we've touched on it a little bit, but um, as you move through every chakra and you move through every star that's connected with it, you're right, you do form your own connection and your own remembrance. And um, the journey for me was different from Katie, from Annie, from Mm -hmm. Nicole, which are all friends that I've made through this space that you have created, which is also why connection to me feels so much part of it. It's remembering that you're not in this alone. You are connected to the greater of of what is, but also you can develop real, authentic connections through doing this exploration. You know, for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 that's really what I remember <laughs> from our mm-hmm. from our session. But Cosmic Bunny really totally stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny least. and it's so
0: beautiful because do you remember that a couple of times afterwards they like they I don't think I remembered that the bunny was a part of your experience no. but I do remember that a couple of times on Instagram I would see the bunny and yes. post about it and you would like pop up within like a second, like not relating to the bunny. Like you would just pop up on, oh. like, on my screen for some reason. That's amazing. Like it's so connected. Mm-hmm. But it is funny. Like I would not have remembered, I wouldn't have remembered the cosmic bunniness until you said it. Yeah. But now I remember it with such a full heart mm. and it's just, it's specific. Like it is joy. And it's so funny because I think I mentioned this to you briefly, that joy, and this isn't something just that I say, every single person who works with the Pleiadians, who works with the Pleiades, like if there was one word that Mm. the Pleiades are here to teach us, it's joy. I mean, literally that is their word. So the notion, I mean, I knew it from the first minute that I heard that the podcast was was called Seek the Joy. I mean, it's so Hmm. specific and it's like, how do you even... How do you come up with that, those three words, like being the entirety of what it is that you're doing? Mm -hmm. Because this is what you're supposed to be doing. And one of the gifts that I really do have is knowing when things are in alignment for people. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, like people will ask to mentor with me, like when I have my masterminds and I I sometimes will say no if it's clear that the thing that they think is their thing is clearly not their thing yet. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. We just go through several iterations till we find the things that really are ours. And the second I heard your (laughs) clip (laughs) to seek the joy, like I didn't know this part of you yet. Like from our session, Mm. I didn't know the vastness of this wisdom and this joy and just how your voice is a transmission for people. Like it's a transmission and people will listen to you. I have chills. People will listen to you and the hummingbirds are singing Mm. and they won't even really truly understand why they're so drawn to it. But it's because there's already a transmission, not just coming through the people that you interview, but coming through you. Mm. And you can feel it. You know it. I can feel it in my entire body right now, like 100,000%. And I just, I bless you so deeply. Like it is, it's mesmerizing and it's you. Like this is who you always were. This is who you are. This will continue to blossom and to bloom and to grow. But what you are creating is so authentic Mm. and so beautiful. And really it's mesmerizing. Like it's just you. It's who you've always been. Mm. But now it's out in the open and it's real. And it's literally what you said halfway through the conversation, mm-hmm. everyone has their uniqueness. It doesn't even matter. The only thing we're craving is to connect to people authentically. And yes. honestly, when you come on your lives, when you're walking, <laughs> I've seen that, when you're like walking through the car park at your office, it just doesn't matter. Like you are you and that is the gift. Oh, thank you.
1: Really from the bottom of my, I'm going to cry from the bottom of my heart. Thank you because it has been such a journey to get to that space Mm -hmm. of acknowledging that for myself. Because anyone can say it, right? But it's really about integrating it within who you are and recognizing it as your truth. And um, it took me a while to get on Instagram Live. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. scared. I know. The first live I ever did was in the portal for the journey and I was sweating bullets. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was A nervous wreck. And that really was like a catapult of saying, you know what? I am good in my skin. I am Mm -hmm. comfortable. I know me. I can do this. I don't need to be afraid. And I think that's probably the biggest message I have from our conversation is allow yourself to be comfortable in your skin, in your cosmicness, in your celestialness, in your being on this planet, in your groundedness, Mm -hmm. in knowing that. And live and breathe from it and allow the authenticity of that to be your guiding light. That that would be Uh, my biggest takeaway from this because that is what you've done and what you're doing and what, I believe that I am. I am doing too. Is yeah. is allowing that movement, and no matter where you're at in your journey, in your connection, you and I could talk for forever. I mean, yes. for real. It's been an hour and a half. <laughs> I had no idea until you. Until I was like, wait, what time is it? Um, but I am so grateful for this conversation and what you shared, and I am so thrilled for people to hear this. Okay. And um, so, thank you, really, from the bottom of my heart, for what you said and what you've shared, and. It's going to be really fun to see, you know, where everything goes now and goes mm. next.
0: Oh, I feel so invigorated. Oh, inspired. Me too. Yeah, uplifted. And just this knowing and this, like, you just framed it so beautifully, like in terms of what the celestial journey is, everything that mm-hmm. I experience and create and share is just. That's why sometimes, like, I don't even want to speak too much about the stars and alchemy and magic because it's all about just getting to know ourselves better and feeling more comfortable in our own skin. Like, that's literally it. Yeah. And from mm-hmm. there, the magic flows. And that is what integration is. And it's so exquisite just to hear it being mm. described in that way and just even just with the community that's formed already, that this is continuing to grow and that I get to be a part of it rather than someone that is like teaching all the steps. Like Mm -hmm. that feels like the most truthful part of all of this. Yeah. That I'm doing the work alongside and I've done it long enough to know how to trust it. Yeah. But I'm still doing it and that's what keeps it like prescient. Mm -hmm. And joyful
1: and part of the journey and part of the, remembrance and the conduction. And it—you know, at the end of the day, it really is the courage to have that choice to embark on that journey. And it is your unique journey and it will look the way that it's supposed to.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I bless you so deeply.
1: Yes. Nicola, thank you so much, seriously, for coming on <sighs> Seek the Joy podcast. I was about to say it's long overdue, but the timing is perfect because at the end of 90%. the day, life is so much about timing. We're Where can everyone find you, connect with you, learn more, um, and embark on this journey in the next steps for you? Um, Where can they join you to to join you on this journey?
0: I love you. I love listening to your voice. Thank you. They can find me on Instagram at Nicola.Berman. And they can find us online at Mm www.7-om.com. 7-om.com. And we have... The celestial coming, the celestial journey coming up, there's many, many different things that just live now in the academy. In the Seven Ohm Academy, that is our new membership portal. And it's so beautiful because people literally can just dip in and just experience things in their own time in their own membership space. And then obviously in, in the Facebook group that comes with that.
1: Oh. Perfect, I will include everything in the show notes. And Amanda. I'm just so excited. Thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you for being um, such an integral part of my journey and um, part of my life. And I'm just really grateful. You have no, well, you might have an idea, but you have no clue, thank you.
0: Oh, this was such a gift, Sid, really, thank you.
1: Learning more and more that as we tune in more to who we are, as we trust it, as we allow it to flow, as we allow magic and joy and serendipities and connections that leave us feeling inspired and awakened, the more that we allow these into our lives, the more we are able to step forward in our knowing of who we are. I have no idea if that makes sense, but that is the thought that came to mind. And so I'm sharing it. And there was just cheering outside. I don't know if you can hear that um, because I live right near a park, but there was cheering outside just as I said that. And to me, that feels as a really beautiful confirmation. And when we allow ourselves to follow our hearts and to follow what lights us up and allow ourselves to step more fully into it. Anything is possible. The sky, the universe, whatever you want to call it is truly the limit. And I am so freaking excited and inspired by this conversation. Full disclosure, I listened to this one with Nicola probably over a dozen times between the number of times I sat down to edit it and to listen to it, to take copy from it for our quotes and graphics and for social media posts and everything else in between. And every single time I listened to this one, I take something else away from it. And I think it just goes to show that there is real power in sharing who we are and sharing what we are experiencing and the lessons and the gifts that we've taken from all of these moments. So thank you again, guys. Seriously, if you've made it this far, this is the longest episode I've, I've ever done for Seek the Joy podcast. So if you've made it this far, I am just seriously so grateful that you tuned in and I hope you took so many moments from this episode that you can hold on to and refer back to and left feeling energized and inspired the same way that I did and I am currently scrolling through our reviews on Apple Podcasts and I cannot even remember where I left off but This review that I'm about to share cracks me up. Just the title, it says, Sydney is like the Tooth Fairy. Oh my God, the dogs are barking like crazy outside. Okay, it says, Sydney is like the Tooth Fairy and it's from SWM 97. And it says, sometimes I think Sydney sneaks into my house at night and takes a look around and then says, okay, this is what she needs me to share on the podcast this week. Seriously though, I always feel inspired, peaceful and encouraged when I listen to Seek the Joy. Sydney is honest and kind with her words and her voice is soothing and sweet. I am so grateful for Sydney and this podcast. Oh my God, it is such a compliment, seriously, to be compared to the Tooth Fairy, and I'm so, like, I'm gonna screenshot this review and need to print it and, like, keep it at my desk at all times I am so grateful thank you SWM 97 guys if you feel so inspired to rate and review us on Apple podcast make sure to take a screenshot of that review and send it to sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com I will send you our guide for infusing more joy into your life and it's a really wonderful way for us to connect outside of the show and seriously send this episode send this podcast to your friends to your family to whoever you think might benefit from it make sure to hit that subscribe subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or really wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review if you feel so inspired. And guys, ugh, this is just a preview of so many more incredible, heartful and heart-led conversations that are gonna be shared on Seek the Joy podcast. But seriously so excited for the summer it's going to be a good one i love you guys thank you for being here thank you for tuning in don't forget to check out the seven for seven seven day mini celestial journey and use our coupon code seek the joy seven 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 and i hope you have a really wonderful week i hope your may is off to a really wonderful start and i will see you right back here next week for another seek the joy tuesday